When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. There was one part in my notes when I was trying to write a huge quote and I was like, God, I don't want to type this. So I just like took photos of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know exactly where I was hoping to end this, but it's fine. So you can, did you know you can like draw on a picture when you screenshot or when you take a photo? No. Do you want me, do you want me to show you? So in the yeah. future, <laughs> how's your book journal going? It's good. I just started it today. I need to buy markers. I was okay. I was just going to buy the ones that you had. I was like, okay. well, if they work for Alex, they'll work for me. <laughs> well, what kind of pages does yours have? Um, Is it relatively thick? Yeah, it, they're okay. they're a good thickness. Good. Yeah, because I bought like one and it was it was that smaller one. And I was like, no, I want the bigger one. So I got that in the mail and then I started writing out like the first few pages. But I was like, I need the markers to like do the titles and everything. Yeah. So I started just like laying it out. So I was like, this is exciting. Well, again, if you want to come steal some markers and work on yeah. it like more immediately, you're welcome to. Okay. But I might take whatever your pace is. I know. Yeah. You're totally I'm okay. like, I just want to start it. <laughs> I know. I was so excited when January was ending. I was like, it's time to start February. <laughs> like, let's. And my, my wrap up page was very like haphazardly done. I wish I had like sketched that out before I actually did it. No, but it it's fine. Good. It was fine. But um, I, it was just fun being able to put, like, February, and I was like, Not Just starting, too. like, a new one. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this week, we're doing chapters 14 through 16, and we are calling this Returning Home. Yes. In exciting news, this week, our mini is going to take a bit of a pivot from talking about all things Akatar to finally hearing Sarah and I's thoughts on the new Crescent City book. Yes, we are so excited. Yes, we hope y'all have enjoyed reading it. We expect by now you finished it. I don't know how you could take much longer. I, <laughs> it's one of those things where with Sarah J. Mass books, like once I have them in my hand, it's so difficult to put down yep. that I don't know how people do it. No. We wanted to be nice and give you guys a two-week grace period to read the book before we yes. threw out our spoilers and overall thoughts on it. But so. we're assuming you've been there and you're like, come on, let's go. So we're here, mini this week. That's what we'll be talking about. So if you haven't finished Akatar or you haven't read Throne of Glass, for this week's mini, all you need to have done is read the current Crescent City book. So... Just letting y'all know about the change of things for the week. Yes. Yeah. Should we dive in? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so chapter 14. Mm -hmm. Somebody. Doo, doo, doo. 
These chapters were so long. So long. So long. I kept like go. flipping through to the I was like, how many more pages till this chapter's over? <laughs> All right. So this was an In My Feels chapter. And I just put Feyre and Reese reunite. Oh, I know. I said finally. finally. I was like, they're back together. But how the heck could they have had, like, I don't understand how they can have a full-blown conversation. I know. Without just skipping to the good parts. It's like, you really, <laughs> you couldn't wait to just have these conversations yeah. until after. They, they're suckers for the tension, oh, you know? man. Yeah, that was a lot of tension. <laughs> um, so when we, where we left off last week is everyone had just winnowed to the townhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lucian is now there and Feyre is there. And I love the opening line of this chapter. And it's, I had not let myself imagine it the moment I'd again stand in the wood-paneled foyer of the townhouse, when I'd hear the song of the gulls soaring high above Polaris, smell the brine of the Sidra River that wended through the heart of the city, feel the warmth of the sunshine streaming through the windows upon my back. And it's just like, I was so happy for Feyre in that moment. I, I was know. like, oh, take it all in, Feyre, take it all in. So sweet. But while she's having a moment... Lucian poor is Lucian. also having a moment. Yeah. I, I literally, that's, I wrote poor Lucian. I'm like, oh, this guy I know. doesn't even understand what's happening. She says, I wondered if Lucian knew that his first words here would either damn or save him. I wondered what my role in it would be. No, it was my call. Hi, lady. I outranked them, my friends. It was my call to make whether Lucian was allowed to keep his freedom. But their watchful silence was indication enough. Let him decide his own fate. Mm. It's and like she hasn't been high lady yet, really, with her people. So this is yes. kind of weird thought for her. I think also she's going to have, like, a interesting adjustment period mm-hmm. to being more than just their friend. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, shifted from that space with a friend. Maybe, like, a co-worker that you were friends with mm-hmm. and now you're their boss. Like, it's it's hard to, like, walk that line. So I think it'll be an interesting journey yep. for Feyre. Mm-hmm. But Lucian's look, first line is there are children laughing in the streets, which is so sad. Yeah. Like, it's so sad that that is his first line. Because I don't think it's about just the fact that he thought this was, like, Court of Nightmares level. Mm -hmm. But part of me wonders, like, has he heard that even in, like, the spring court? Like, when was the last time he just heard children laughing in the streets? Right. Like, even just beyond his idea of what the night court should be. So it's just... The fact that that's the first thing he notices, like, broke me <laughs> for so slightly. Yeah. And then Amryn, she, she appears, and she tells Farah, I see you brought home a new pet, which <laughs> I love Amryn so much. Truly. And she says, something like fear had entered Lucian's eye, as if he, too, beheld the monster that lurked beneath that beautiful face. I think we forget how, like, scary Amryn is sometimes. Especially (laughs) when she makes comments like that, then you just kind of forget. Yep. Um, So, Lucian asks, what is this place? Mm -hmm. And Feyre goes, home, this is my home, this is Valaris, the city of starlight. And it says that his throat bobbed, and you are High Lady of the Night Court? Indeed, she is. It says, a voice from behind, and this is Reese's choice moment to appear. I love that that's when he chose to appear, too. Just so perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. And then, so Pharaoh says, My blood stopped at the voice that drawled from behind me. At the scent that hit me, awoke me. My friends began smiling. Like, it's just, like, such... Mm. It's so precious. I know. And I love how happy everyone else is for them. They're like, oh, yeah. Now you guys are back. It's just 
such a good crew. She says, though, as and as those violet eyes met mine, as that familiar half-smile faded, my face crumbled. A small broken noise cracked for me. That just makes me so sad. It's like I'm so happy they're together, but it's so sad that she was that, like, heartbroken being away from him. Well, I can only imagine, like, how much you have to, like, hide inside mm-hmm. while you're playing that part. Like, oh, it sounds exhausting. Yeah. Um, but so they, like, he... She crumples to the ground. Reese meets her on her knees. And it says that, um, she said, I didn't care that we had an audience as I lifted my head and beheld the joy and concern and love shining in those remarkable eyes. Neither did Reese as he murmured, my love, and kissed me. And it's just, is this not the most romantic thing? It's the most romantic. I just am dying. It's fine. (sighs) So everybody leaves. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, Reese commands everyone to just, like, get out. I like how he doesn't even walk up the stairs. He just windows to the top of the stairs, too. Yep. I'm like, he's he's got <laughs> things in mind. He's he's ready. Um, but despite the hastiness of them going upstairs, like you said, mm-hmm. they talk for a while. Yep. Um, and so we kind of learn what Reese has been up to a little bit. Yeah. Um, so he says that, so apparently he had gotten to the spring court, but by the time he got in there, she had vanished. Tamlin was raging through the forest, hunting for you, but you hid your scent, and even I couldn't couldn't find you. And then he also tells her, well, she she lets him know that it was the Fae Bane, which was why. Right. But he says something, I'm having a hard time finding the quote right now, but basically just like when he couldn't feel the bond, he was like worried yeah. that like something had happened to her, mm-hmm. and it just poor guy i know it was very emotional and they start talking about kind of everything that happened over there mm-hmm. um he said basically fair's plan worked yeah he said tamlin sentries abandoned him over half the people refused to appear for the tithes two days ago some are leaving for other courts some are murmuring of rebellion it seems you made yourself quite beloved holy even mm. whoa well Feyre. i guess some plans do work yes <laughs> How do you feel about them now that they've panned out? Is it still too much? Still, I feel a little bad. Yeah, I don't like that his whole court is just right gone. All his centuries gone. His people are leaving. I think that's a little drastic. Like, you should have taken your revenge on Tamlin, not his whole court. Yeah. But that's my opinion, so. <laughs> I wasn't sure if anything changed no. since after we finished reading that section. Still a little much for Fair me. Fair enough. Uh, so Farah asks about her sisters, and we kind of get like a little taste about like they're safe, but mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily well, which is right. disconcerting. Um, but she says something, and I think we like didn't fully like give a moment of pause to this. Mm-hmm. But she she was like, Cassian and Asriel are healed. You told me that, and yet I didn't. It didn't sink in until now, and so it's just like that idea of like. His, like, Cassian's wings were shredded. Right. Like, Asriel's were, like, pierced with poison. Mm-hmm. And then we had just had that moment the last episode with the, like, epic, mm-hmm. like, battle in the Autumn Court. And so it's like, she hasn't been gone that long. No. And so it's just... It's only been a month. Yeah. Come to find out. And I'm like, that's a lot that went down in a month. It really is. But so it's just, it's nice to, like, pause and think about it. It's like, oh, things, like... Are okay. I know. They're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're talking, and I like that Farah doesn't, like, allow Reese to blow off her questions. Yeah. Because he was talking about 
him being kind of far away. And she's like, where were you? And he kind of blows it off and um, because he wasn't there to rescue her. Mm -hmm. She says, I didn't smile. Where were you? (laughs) I want my mate to tell me where the hell he was. Then he can get his comfort. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, Feyre. Yeah, I appreciate that she's like, because it was so different with Tamlin. Mm -hmm. And part of me wonders if like her having been with Tamlin for this month might have like had her regress at all back into her normal self. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she was, like, powerful spy Feyre right. doing her thing, but part of me was worried that she would s- fall back into those, like, habits mm-hmm. a bit. Because, um, you know, we are the people we surround ourselves with. Right. So even just even if she's going there with the intent of destroying them, I didn't know if that would negatively affect her. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that it's not, and she is still at that powerful, strong, high lady level. Yes. I love it. Um, another thing I want to point out is we start to move into like sexy time, which is delightful. Mm-hmm. But Sarah J. Mass uses the word rear like 20 times in this <laughs> chapter. And I don't know why that word bothers me it's so much. It's a weird word. I don't know what word I would rather have her used. Because like butt also feels kind of awkward to write. I don't like the word rear. I just don't like the word rear. No. So, backside. I know I've seen backside before. Backside. But that's. I don't know. Just change it up. You don't have to use rear every time. Right. Maybe we could alternate. Exactly. Like if there had been like six different words yeah. for someone's butt, but you're right. I wouldn't I noticed have noticed that. the word rear so she much. She did use it quite a few times. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So it, it distracted me ever so slightly, but that's a very minute thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we learned that there's something going on in the human lands, or we don't really know if there is something going on. Um, Reese had said, mm. it's the quiet on their side of the sea that bothers me. No whispers of armies gathered, no human allies summoned. Since Highburn, we've heard nothing. So I thought to see for myself why that is. Mm. And it's just, it's interesting that there's nothing going on. They're not preparing for war. They're not scrambling to get troops to Highburn. They're not doing anything. Yeah. As far as they can see. As far as they can see. Yeah, true. Mm. So. Uh, so Reese continues to practice restraint mm-hmm. and basically encourages her to go take a bath yeah which i just i think it's really funny how he kind of like his offer was where did it go it's like he goes yeah so he goes you have a choice either i lick every inch of you clean or you can get into that bath that should be ready by now and then Feyre goes as much as i'd like to see you attempt to lick off a week's worth of dirt sweat and blood normal bath please he had the nerve to look vaguely disappointed. And I was just like, you two are so cute. You're so cute. I love you guys. I love them. <sighs> and she's, of course, teasing him. Mm-hmm. It was delightful. She said at one point, too bad there isn't room in the tub for two. And he goes, a design flaw and one I shall remedy tomorrow. And it just, these things made me smile. I've missed the two of them together. I know. They're such a good pair. So they have their sexy time. Sexy time. And, you know, the mate thing they're mine all that yes Um, i feel like i should get us a musical track to insert whenever sexy time happens mm -hmm. like a like a little bit of like the magic mic like Mm -hmm. pony song like five seconds of it you know (laughs) what i mean just like insert i think that's a fantastic idea (laughs) we'll we'll see i'm gonna mark insert Um, there is one thing that just oh, it made me so, so sad. 
Um, Marie said, I missed you every second, every breath, not just this, but talking to you, laughing with you. I missed having you in my bed, but missed having you as my friend even more. <laughs> so sweet. It is sweet. It's like his best friend. She's just been gone. He I just know. wants to talk to somebody. And I think it's like we can get so excited about the like physicality of their relationship but it's like that's it like that that's true love that is true love it's not just a good time no oh so good okay anything else on chapter 14 nope that was up to chapter 15 we go all right so this one is more in my feels so i said lucian hears feyre and reese's story and feyre reunites with her sisters Mm. first thoughts I'm really surprised at how much Farah shares with Lucian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, wow, meeting her sisters. It's like, Nessa is just as hateful as ever. But Elaine, that just, it makes me so sad to see her that broken. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. So, post-sexy time, they come downstairs and everyone is back. Mm-hmm. Convenient timing. Um, and they all decide to fly to. The House of Wind. The House of Wind. Mm-hmm. And Reese kind of has a moment with Lucian before mm-hmm. they do that. And he says, I can understand how difficult this past month has been for you. I know Feyre explained we aren't exactly as rumor suggests. But hearing it and seeing it are two different things. Elaine has been cared for. Her participation in life here has been entirely her choice. No one but us and a few trusted servants have entered the House of Wind. And then Lucian's kind of like questioning him. And he goes, I was willing to lose my mate to another male. I was willing to let them marry if it brought her joy. But what I was not willing to do was let her suffer, to let her fade away into a shadow. And the moment that piece of shit blew apart his study, the moment he locked her in that house, my mate may one day find it in herself to forgive him, forgive you, but I will never forget how it felt to sense her terror in those moments. And so there's this intense tension, right? As Reese is very much setting the stage. And Lucian's response is, there is a longer story to be told, it seems. Ever the courtier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I appreciated that exchange. Yep. Because um, I felt like Reese did a good job of, like, setting the tone without being, like, mean mm-hmm. to Lucian, if that yeah, makes sense. it does. Because he's still technically her friend. Yeah. So it's a hard, hard balance. Um, that's part of... Because I didn't want to write down all of that. That's the screenshots I literally took <laughs> of the book. Um, but I wanted to point out right after that. So as Reese is saying all this, Cassian and Azriel are standing right there. And she says, the clever fox stares down winged death. The painting flashed into my mind. Mm. It's like, oh, I like that title. I do too. Um, but even so before that... Um, they, I just want to point out that they're wearing their wedding rings when oh, they yeah. come down. I was like, oh, it's so sweet. It's like he went and bought himself a wedding ring while she was gone. Stop. So sweet. I love it. I know. Love it. Yeah. Um. So she says that she's going to go visit her sisters at the house and Lucian decides he wants to come. Mm-hmm. So um, they fly up, but as kind of bails to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny and said, Azriel left us as we took to the skies, murmuring that he had some pressing business to attend to. From the glare Cassian gave him, I wondered if the shadow singer had invented it to avoid carrying Lucian to the House of Wind. <laughs> so, just brothers. I know. I'm just wondering, like, does Farah 
she's trusting Lucian with all this information that Reese had basically trusted her with when she first came to the night court, like learning yeah. about everything that happened in the night court, who Reese really is. So I'm trying to figure out their relationship. Like he's clearly way more important to her than I think she even realizes. Yeah. And the fact that she's revealing all this about herself, her court, her mate, like to Lucian. Mm-hmm. I also think that the, it what's different in this case is the city of Valaris isn't like a super secret anymore. Either. Right. Like, Highburn knows. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's also made it a little bit more open for mm-hmm. her specifically. Because I think Reese was emotionally guarding himself, but also, like, guarding this group of people. Mm-hmm. But, like, Lucian already knows. Yeah. So maybe that's helping. Maybe. And then also another Amarin thing. So funny. Lucian was saying that Amarin is a bedtime story they told us as younglings to make us behave. <laughs> Amarin was who would drink my blood and carry me to hell if I acted out of line. And yet there she was, acting more like a cranky old aunt than anything. <laughs> I just, that's Lucian's impression of her. And it's so it's crazy. Like She was literally like a nighttime terror for kids. Yeah. And she's just a cranky old aunt. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny. That is funny. Um, so she tells Lucian part of her story mm-hmm. and this line made me so sad. He goes, I hadn't realized I was a villain in your narrative. I know that and she says you weren't, but like kind of, but yeah, it's not really like a hundred percent true. Yeah. But I know I, it like makes me so sad because honestly he tried to do everything he could for her yeah. and he thought he was a good friend. Yeah. I think in his mind, he like didn't realize the extent mm-hmm. to how he, and Titlin hurt her. Right. Like, I just don't think they even realized. Yeah. Men. Men. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. Um, do, do, do. Let's see. What else happened? Didn't they all have, like, a hard time? Oh, so. Okay, but Feyre not only told Lucian her story, Mm -hmm. Reese came out and shared part of his story, too. Mm -hmm. So, and then I I appreciated the line. It said, like, Cassian was, like, chiming in with his own account of how it had been to live with two mated yet unmated people. (laughs) So, I can imagine that being, like, mildly entertaining. Yeah. Um, But so Lucian is entirely up to speed now, Mm -hmm. which is wild. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's the only outsider that really knows everything. Yeah. So... All right, so then we go in to see her sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Nesta is as feisty as ever. I mean, if she wasn't, I know we would be worried. I, <laughs> I think it's. I think Reese says at least immortality hasn't changed some things about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. At one point, Nesta says, "What do I care? I get to be young and beautiful forever, and I never have to go back to those sycophantic fools over the wall." I get to do as I wish, since apparently no one here has any regard for rules or manners or traditions. Perhaps I should thank you for dragging me into this. And so it's, yeah. She's a little hostile. A little hostile. Um, but she adds, she goes, it's not me you should be checking on. I had as little at stake on the other side of the wall as I do here. She will not leave her room. She will not stop crying. She will not eat or sleep or drink. Referencing Elaine. Yeah. Which is sad. I know and, like, as they're leaving, Ferris says, I wondered why no one had yet mentioned what now shone in Cassian's eyes as he gazed at my sister, the sorrow and the longing. Oh, yeah. In their exchange, he said something, and I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. he's totally, in, like, 
So she at one point tells him, shut your mouth. I told you to stay the hell away from me. And if you, and then Cassian says, if you come between a male and his mate, Nesta Archeron, you're going to learn about the consequences the hard way. Mm -hmm. Nesta's nostrils flared. Cassian only gave her a crooked grin. It felt very much like a cute, like it's not cute, but it's like, um, it felt very relationshipy when someone's like, you do not do this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very sassy, very sassy. So it was, yeah, but apparently he's been like asking her to train every day and she's just like blowing him off and Cassian is trying so hard. I know. And I mean, probably because of that promise that he made her before the cauldron and he feels bad that he didn't save her. Yeah. Basically. But it's like, it wasn't your fault. I know. But it's like, I feel like I'm seeing three different sides of Cassian approaching her, like through training, Mm -hmm. through just like humor, like aggressive humor. And then just, like, far away sadness. I'm like, Cassie, what is going on with you? I know. Poor guy. Um, and then we go visit Elaine. Yeah. And this was sad. It said, where Nesta had been in contented silence before we found her, Elaine's silence was hollow, empty. Her hair was down, not even braided. I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen it unbound. She wore a moon-white silk dressing robe. She did not look or speak or even flinch as we entered. Her two thin arms rested on her chair, that iron engagement ring still encircled on her finger. Her skin was so pale it looked like fresh snow in the harsh light. I realized then that the color of death, of sorrow, was white. The lack of color, of vibrancy. (laughs) I know, she's just like this empty shell of a person. Which is heartbreaking. I mean, Elaine didn't really have much personality to begin with, but... Yeah. To see somebody that broken and empty. She was at least kind and, like, warm, you know? Yeah. Ferris says, Elaine had always been gentle and sweet, and I had considered it a different sort of strength, a better strength, to look at the hardness of the world and choose over and over to love, to be kind. She had been, she had always been so full of light. Perhaps that was why she now kept all the curtains open, to fill the void that existed where all of that light had once been, and now nothing remained. Oh, Like, that's so heartbreaking. And of course, Lucian hears like this conversation, yeah, about how she just wants to go back to her future husband. She's supposed to marry him next week, and poor Lucian. Yep. Oh, anything else for chapter fifteen? No, not the sweetest of sisterly reunions. No, not surprising to me though. But I mean, Nesta's reunion was not surprising. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I imagine like. I wonder if, I I feel like I thought Elaine would have at least, like, been trying. Like, I almost pictured Elaine, like, crying herself to sleep at night, but, like, wiping the tears away and putting on that smile, like, kind of, like, you know what I mean? I almost pictured that for Elaine. Interacting with, like, everybody in the house and just being a good hostess. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's what I pictured is her stepping into that role in her sorrow Mm -hmm. and just being like, everything's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. No, you yeah, know? I see that too. And then Nesta just being bitchy about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think Elaine's response was a big surprise to me. Yeah. All right, chapter 16. Mm-hmm. The inner circle plans their next move and bring Feyre up to speed on all that they have learned and done. Chapter 16. What'd you notice? There was just like a lot of information in this chapter. So much I was like, we need shorter chapters when we have like an information <laughs> dump like this. 
Um, just, you know, learning about what's been going on with Blaine and Nesta, learning about Highburn, Highburn's potential allies, the cauldron, what plans they need to make, and figuring yep. out who's going to be their allies in the war. Like, that's a lot of information. Yeah, very, very info-packed. Yeah. Well, we start out with them taking Lucian to where he's going to stay. Yeah. In the House of Wayne, which is on a completely different floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The interaction between him and Reese was interesting. Reese says, I assume you'll need clothes. Any preference for attire? And Lucian says, is there a cost? Because what mm. we know about Faye, excuse me, what we know about Faye since the beginning of this book is that there's always some, yeah, some a, side of it. Like yeah. you can't just like Nothing's get free. something. Yeah, exactly. Can't get something for nothing. But Reese does say, if you're trying to say that you have no money, don't worry. The clothes are complimentary. If you're trying to ask if this is some sort of bribe, you're a high lord's son. It would be bad manners not to house and clothe you in your time of need. And clearly he's baiting him. Yeah. But. Farrah tells him to stop. Yep. I was like, she must really feel bad for him at this point. Which I do too, but. Yeah. Uh, And they kind of like lay the ground rules. Like, Mm -hmm. Lucian says that he would never hurt her, but Farrah kind of like lays down the law. She says, you're free to wander where you wish into the city itself if you feel like braving the stairs but there are two conditions you're not to take either sister sorry you are not to take either sister and you are not to enter their floor if you require a book from the library you'll ask the servants if you wish to speak to elaine or nesta you will also ask the servants who will ask us if you disregard those rules i'll lock you in a room with amran which seems to be threat enough that's threat enough yeah and she says something about, like, if he needs anything, he can, like, ring, like, a bell. And she, it just must be so weird for Lucian to see Feyre here. It says, Lucian stiffened. Not at what I'd said, I'd realized, but at the tone. A hostess. Mm. It's so weird because she's always been, you know, lady of the spring court, basically. Yeah. And now he's seeing her in her home. Yeah. And he's a guest at her home. So it's just weird. Yeah, like, I felt like even when she was at the spring court, even when she wanted to be at the spring court, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking early Mist and Fury. Yeah. I feel like she always felt like a guest. Yeah, she did. Like, it never transitioned away from that. Yeah. So, definitely a weird sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we fly to Amryn's loft, which I just, I need to call out here. Mm-hmm. I totally skimmed over that again. And as I was reading this, I I think I mentioned this in the Amryn mini, but I have always pictured Amryn living in, like, a really nice houseboat and I immediately went back to picturing that when reading this. And I had to like shake my head and be like, no, Alex, she's just living in a houseboat. Get this idea out of your head. She's in a loft. They're in a nice loft. Like I immediately went back into picturing them in this weird houseboat. I don't know where this came from. I don't know why. I still don't know why. It sounds nice. I mean, it could be right on the Sidra. <laughs> it's totally fine. So anyway, but they fly to Amron's loft because that's where she lives. Mm-hmm. A loft, mm-hmm. not a houseboat. Anywho. Um, do, do, do. Oh, and I loved as they were flying there, it said, uh, more than a few people were waving as we soared over the rooftops of Valaris. My smile wasn't faked when I waved back to them, my people. And it's just so sweet. I know. Like, you are their, they are your people, Farah. You are back. Let's see. What else did you notice about this? Um, so I know Cassian is being like super defensive of Nesta, which really surprised me because Amron kind of was asking, you know, what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really surprised because she was a total like butt to him, basically. Yeah. And he says, I don't blame her. She was violated. Her body stopped belonging wholly to her. And I'm going to peel the King of Hybern's skin off his bones the next time I see him. 
Wow, you are uh, very defensive of somebody that treats you like crap. Yep, and more an Asriel notice because it says Moore's lips pressed into a thin line as if she was trying her best not to say anything. And Asriel was trying his best to shoot a warning stare at Moore to remind her to indeed keep her mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like they've had this conversation many times before. Yeah. Which again surprises me, but I appreciate Cassian being like such a man of his word, like yeah. trying to defend her. So. Totally. Uh, so Amron kind of gives a brief update about the book, and apparently it's been speaking mm-hmm. to other people. Okay. So that's <laughs> interesting. Um, and Amron's being very cranky mm-hmm. in this show. Like, she's she's typically cranky, but she's being very cranky. And I just really appreciated Cassian said, did someone forget to feed Amron again? And I felt like we had a few jokes like that in mm-hmm. this chapter, and it just, I don't know, it's just nice seeing these interactions again. I know. It's nice to have them all back together. I know. Literally, all of them are in this room together. I know. Ooh. Um, so we learned that Reese had uh, sent Azriel to seek helps from their friend Draken and Miriam, mm-hmm. only to find their island completely deserted. Yeah. So we have no idea where they are. I know. And it's like, I mean, Reese and more had basically been assuming that they were hiding there for the past however many years Mm -hmm. and 500 yeah roughly and to just disappear without even letting them know i think they were both probably shocked and heartbroken and yeah a little disappointed and worried obviously too like because who knows what happened to them exactly but like where do they go Mm -hmm. and we learn about this situation in Highburn. So apparently, like, the people are ready for this. Like, Highburn yeah. did, the King of Highburn did a really good job of letting this negative energy, like, fester within mm-hmm. its people. And so everyone is like, yeah, we deserve to have this wall taken down and to have the human lands and to have the humans as slaves. So mm-hmm. we're good to go. Let's do this. And yeah. so there's not really any way to, like, cause rebellion amongst the people, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, one of the tactics they were trying while Feyre was gone. Right. And I'm not sure. There's, like, three other places that are talking about. And, like, are they on the island of Highburn? No, I think they're on the continent. Like, they're different groups on the continent. Okay. I couldn't figure that out. I didn't look at a map either, and that was just laziness (laughs) on my part. I think it's, like, so you have Perithian, you have Mm -hmm. Highburn, and then you have the continent Mm. where there's several, I guess you could call them, like, countries in our lingo. Yeah. And those are the three gotcha. groups, which is why, so in, since they can't really sow division in Highburn, they try and sow like questioning and division amongst those three on the continent. Right. Because, you know, they're so close in land together that mm. if you can keep them there and keep them distracted, yeah. it'll help they, them in the war. Right. Because the inner circle is obviously worried that they're going to align with Highburn and they've got the resources. Right. To... Apparently they've already aligned with yes. Highburn. We're just trying to keep them busy. Right, so that they won't send troops yeah. and money. Because if they do, it's the not, end. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not going to go in their favor, most likely. No. So, anywho, let's see. What else? Um, One big thing. So, they're talking about basically the wall and taking it down and how the cauldron might have been slightly damaged. And Farrah's like, oh, well, I could repair it. Or you could use me to help repair it. And Amryn's like, well, we really want your sisters. Mm-hmm. She's like, my sisters play no part in this. Another mm. beat of silence, interrupted only by the rustle of Azrael's wings. I asked them to help once, and look what happened. I won't risk them again. Amryn snorted. You sound exactly like Tamlin. I felt the words like a blow. 
That is. That's literally the biggest. It's the like, worst thing you could say to Feyre. It really is. It's the absolute worst. Yeah. But it's, it's so true. It's like when you say to your spouse, like, you're exactly like your mother or yeah. something. Like, it almost felt like that level. It's like, whoa. Yeah. That was uncalled for. It's like the worst insult you could give Feyre. It really is. But I, you know how I love my girl more. I know. She, in strong girl boss friend mm-hmm. energy, stands up for Feyre and is like, don't you ever say that sort of bullshit again, Amran. Mm-hmm. Which, I, so like Cassian and Asriel, like, play with Amran, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've ever seen them like stand up to Amran and no. tell Amran what to do. So more doing this, mm-hmm. it's almost also like, whoa, yeah, not someone's expected. standing up to Amran. Yeah. Uh, so she tells her that and she goes, if you're cranky because you're hungry, then tell us. But if you say anything like that again, I will throw you into the God's damn Sidra. And I just, I appreciate it so much. And then she forces Amran to apologize. Ugh. Such strong girl boss energy there. But Amron doesn't apologize. And I don't think she should have because she's absolutely right. And I think Farrah needed she was to hear me- it. I think, I think you're right. I think she was right, but the way she went about it was Wrong. not correct. I agree. I agree for that. Yeah. And and Farrah says that, which mm-hmm. I think Farrah acknowledging that, right? Because she was clearly hurt by how Amron addressed her. Right. But recognizing the truth in what she says, like, this is why Amran is number two. Right. Um, Like, she brings that wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's really, like, I don't know. I, I felt high, light, high lady energy I, there. I Just being too. like, I'm hurt, but you're right. Yeah. So, good things all mm-hmm. around, except for Amran. That was not cool, but. <laughs> yeah. So, she agrees to basically let her sisters decide. Yes. Which I love that that's the, um almost like it's like a value of this court is mm-hmm. like like you have the choice you get to make decisions about your life like yeah. you're here and you believe in this but you still make the choice like it's what reese did for pharah yeah and it's now what pharah's gonna do for her sisters and it's mm-hmm. what reese and pharah do for everyone in this inner circle yeah so i just i love that that seems to be a value of theirs yeah but pharah is still heated about her sisters and she right. snaps at reese and amarin because mm-hmm. Reese had said, I'm not entirely sure Valaris is prepared for Nesta Archeron. My sister's not some feral animal. I snapped. Oof. Yeah, I. it's so funny because I think with siblings, mm-hmm. it's like you can – you can like not stand them. You're like, yeah. oh, I can't, I can't even deal with you. But the second someone says anything bad about them, you're like, you shut your mouth. Yep. You don't talk about my. I'm the only one who gets to talk about my sister it's that exactly way. You don't get to is. do that. And so I love. Because he's like, I didn't mean it like that. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Right. But like, I felt like that was a statement like Feyre also would have very easily said about her sister. Exactly. But when it comes from somebody else, it's It's different. It's not okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then in regards to Elaine, she keeps talking about how like she's supposed to be married next week. And Amran says, so she keeps saying over and over, I shot her a glare. Careful. Mm -hmm. Amran blinked up at me in surprise. Ooh. That's that high lady energy. High lady energy. Um, So. Lots of interesting interactions here. Like we mentioned before, like you can see the like power dynamics yeah. shifting in their friendships a little bit mm-hmm. within that court. But we end on something that I think is really exciting. Yes. So Reese says, tomorrow, invitations go out to every High Lord in Prithian for a meeting in two weeks. It's time we see who stands with us and make sure they understand the consequences if they don't. Oh, High gosh. Lord's meeting! I know, I'm so excited! Because we... Up to this point, we have met Reese, mm-hmm. we've met Tamlin, 
and we've met um oh my Barrows. gosh what we wait have we met the high lord of autumn no i don't oh, think yeah. we've met baron because eris is a son oh so, yeah so we've met we've met reese mm-hmm. we've met tamlin and we've met tarquin that's what yeah those are the only three high lords we met i think yeah i don't think because we met the high well, not the high lady okay. but we met the the wife of the high lord of Autumn right okay initially. so maybe let's slightly rephrase all of the high lords were under the mountain because that's right. how favorite got saved so they were physically all there so we might have like casually seen them in the background right but we've only gotten to know those three right so i think a meeting like this is going to be interesting to see all the personalities what the other high lords are like yeah and it's finally gonna people are gonna have to take a take a stand to like yeah. which side are you on yes which is crazy ah oh, it's so exciting so that's where we leave off oh, i can't ah. wait all right so next chat or next week we are going to do chapters 17 through 20. Mm. Title TBD. But we have that to look forward to. Yay. Yay. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. Remember, like we said, this week's mini is different. It's going to be the new Crescent City book. Quick breakdown slash freak out. So if you've read that book, join us. Um, and other than that, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!